0: Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who?
1: Abby normal. This is the Abby Normal Abby- Podcast, here to tell you that you're weird and that's normal. You may remember that the majority of my notes focus on flirting. Who you like and who you're going for. Well, the um, tone of the notes starts ramping up from flirting to straight up horny desperation. I know that the stereotype is that teenage boys think about girls, sex, and their penises constantly, but I am here to propose that boys do not take this prize. Teenage girls are also walking horn dogs, ogling boys, and plotting future makeout opportunities at every turn. We actually came up with our own language to talk about our feelings of desire, so let me give you the vocab and an example from the notes. Sprawly and fidgety both just mean horny. George just walked by and all he had on was a tank top and shorts and I was so, so sprawly. Guy hunting and small lovin' mean finding a boy to kiss and play with. I like how Andrew looks mucho fine today, and that's not good for my hormonal juices. It can damage them. I'm trying to say that I need some lovin' from Andrew. Now, not later, now. Here's a couple more gems. I just wanted to remind you that you think Nick is yours this weekend. I guess it's my turn and I talk to him first. So next weekend at Pine Flat, we might have a little tiff over who gets to lay on the sleeping bag with him. You better pray that Andrew comes because if he doesn't, I'll have no one to sprawl with. And I'll turn to Nick and take him very quickly before you can even say, wait. I wanted to get it on with Brian, but John Boy got me first. Who were you expressing your horniness to? Um, I've never made out in a playhouse before. Hi, I am beyond bored. Are you sprawly? I am. No joke. All they were doing yesterday on the pretty soap operas were making out. I needed my cute little precious moments boy at that moment, and I was seriously spazzing out, and I couldn't do anything about it. It was really hard to handle. So, when you combine these desires and a complete lack of experience, things get a little weird. Oh my gosh. Okay, so when I was in middle school, I would draw attention to myself and be
2: what means
1: uh acting like an idiot, okay, in some way saying something ridiculous or wearing something ridiculous and this is hard. I'm really trying to think like what what were the physical manifestations of flirting? Right. You know, like
2: I got a little slappy. I,
1: yeah, I do feel like there was a lot of like really awkward touching. Right, so... not like
2: not like slappy on the face, but like like not so much slappy as like smacky. Like I would smack them on the arm or something. Right, or like a, a tiny tiny push, just like an excuse to make physical contact. Totally, but it was and definitely in a mean way. Like that, I flirted. By way of, like, being like, it will go
1: away. 100%. It was all mean, right? Yeah. So, I had tons... I had many boys <laughs> <laughs> slap my butt, grab my butt, even in middle school that happened, which... Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, of course, I now have very contradictory feelings about that. Like, I would not want my daughter to be touched in that way without her consent. Right. Um, But I... Do you found... feel like
2: you would have given consent had they asked for it at that age?
1: <sighs> so probably. Okay. I, I mean, I think that I probably found it flattering. Like,
2: I just feel there, like... there's
1: something about me that they like, and that's what's making them do that. And right. so, yeah, I probably liked it. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just curious. Like,
1: yeah. I mean, not always, right? It would have depended on the boy that did it,
2: right? Of
1: course. But then there's a certain amount of like, okay, they were willing to do that. Like, they were willing to run by and hit my butt, but but not talk to me and not ask me out, right, not ask that, me to go around, you know? But
2: that, that that's, like, developed interpretations and emotional intelligence, you know? Like, I'm sure that's not necessarily what your middle school brain was thinking.
1: No, my middle school brain was like, they like my butt, and I like having my butt liked, so... Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that works out for everyone. Right. Yeah. But I
2: don't think that at that age even in high school, that I would have had the emotional intelligence to be like, well, he's only willing to touch my butt. He's not willing to listen to any words <laughs> that come out of my mouth. Exactly. So. Exactly.
1: I mean, even at that age, like, I was able to make a differentiation with boys that were willing to, like, be my friend and talk with me ver- ver- versus boys that were just willing to touch me. Like, I, that, I understood exactly that what the difference was. Right.
2: Is that the ones that wanted to talk to you – your friends because we were stupid <laughs> right
1: yeah i did slap my first boy in eighth grade and it was for that
2: for touching you or for being your friend
1: he was a friend who, who touched your butt who touched my butt at school and also he was a big shit talker he was like one of those big personalities oh. so he probably said something to so. me too that I didn't like. Mm, mm-hmm. And yeah, no, I brought that hand back real real far, gave him a good slap. So Good. On the face. Know. Oh yeah, on the Ooh, face. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we're still friends, so. Oh good. I mean, at least via Facebook. <laughs> that counts. <laughs> yeah. If he was here right now, he'd tell you the story and say I was the first girl that slap him too. So he's probably had more girls slap him. I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Can we call him? Uh, yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs>
1: Okay, so there was a lot of meanness in the flirting.
2: Totally, because I don't think anybody told us how to do otherwise.
1: Of course not, but how would they? I'm not going to teach my kid how to flirt. That's weird. I'm going to teach her consent only.
2: (laughs) But, I mean, I feel like you've already taught her not necessarily how to flirt, but that we're not unkind to people, which I personally don't think that's a lesson that I got.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like boys for sure don't get any kind of lesson on...
2: Well, it's the antithesis of what we were, like, flirting as you get older is the exact opposite of what we were told when we were younger, right? Because we were told if a boy is mean to you when you're little, that means he likes you. Right. So our minds were poisoned from a very young age.
1: So true. Like, did he pull your pigtails? That's because he likes you. Right. Yeah.
2: No, it's because he's an asshole. Right. So we were told wrong. Yeah.
1: I mean, if, if men are going around pulling our hair on bark. Right. No, they're not flirting with us. No, they're on drugs. Yes. Yeah. How do you flirt as an adult?
2: <laughs> um, I'm mean to the boys that I. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, whew. well, I don't know. Whatever I'm doing isn't working. So,
1: I mean, it is kind of instinctual. It's instinctual and intellectual now, right? Like flirting is. I'm totally it's talking like, for you. No, but it's, it's like sparring. It's oh thank you. That's you're welcome. perfect. Yes, yes. I knew that is exactly
2: what you were thinking. <laughs> verbal sparring. Yes. And it is intelligent and it's typically about something that's a common interest. So like are you you know, you're just like you're fucking with each other. You're not actually being mean. It's not mean spirited.
1: Right, but it definitely is like pushing on the other person, right?
2: Yeah, a little bit, but I don't think it's in a way that's meant to be hurt hurtful or embarrassing you know it's just supposed to like provoke them a little
1: provoke I like that yeah
2: yeah so I guess that's what I do
1: Oh, and it's just like talking about common interests anytime you're like spending your own energy and attention talking about a topic you're both interested in to a certain extent there's like a flirt involved there
2: Right. And then, depending on how much alcohol I've had, I will just be like, I like you, which I don't know if that counts as flirting as much as it's just like, I blew my cover, <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> and it's body language. So it's totally body leaning, language is leaning into the other person, finding a reason to touch them. Right. Exactly. There's There might be like some hair tossing or playing with, there might be cleavage.
2: I might bite my bottom one,
1: essentially. <laughs> Happening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, laughing like too hard at their jokes.
2: But laughing at literally every word <laughs> that comes out of their mouth. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I mean, I, I I do feel like these are basically the things that you were learning and doing middle school through high school. You've just like perfected the art and you've certainly decided who is worth. The flirt, the flirt, yeah, right. yeah. It's it's not the indiscriminate flirting right. that happened in middle school, where it was just like throw it out and see who catches on the line, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. See what sticks. See what sticks. <laughs> <laughs> and, like reel them in and then toss them back. Right. Our friend Corey deals with inappropriate flirting. What do you think? Does she forgive and forget too soon?
3: Todd was a very handsome gentleman. I was in eighth grade, and he was in seventh grade uh-huh and we definitely went around for a hot second. I just yeah. remember him being really cute. what and tall.
1: when I was in eighth grade, I had a seventh grade boyfriend, mm. and he was really short, interesting. And I think I kissed someone else and he broke up with me. But obviously I was fine with that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I feel like a lot of things happened like that as well. I don't think we were together very long. No, I mean, it was probably like one
1: week. Literally. I mean, one week was like a real solid relationship. (laughs) That was forever. I Um, do remember I would like hug him and he came up to my boobs, you know? And so it was like awkward because it was like totally you know his head is right in my my tiny cleavage <laughs> tiny, tiny
3: cleavage. so in eighth grade we were in science and we were doing some sort of experiment and this kid came over and started snapping my bra like, no yeah like just that like like on the back or? in the back like where it, oh yeah, yeah 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 it just snapped it I'm a couple times I'm familiar with the bra sure, snap sure and so I was like leave me the fuck alone or you know yeah i, I don't know if i cussed him but you probably i, I probably did not i was a good kid um but i was like leave me alone like knock it off and then i just like continued to do what i did he didn't stop and the <gasps> teacher caught him oh and then we had to stay after school You
1: had to stay too?
3: Yes. He called both of our parents. Well, he was sexually harassing you. He was sexually harassing me. Um i was super embarrassed. Of course. Of course because we were friends and he was just being yeah being playful mm-hmm. clearly not appropriately
1: in... <laughs> yeah
3: um i wasn't i don't remember i was i th- embarrassed that the teacher caught us right right i was irritated at him i don't remember feeling like super violated, violated yeah because yeah, yeah. it because he was my friend and he wasn't yeah, he wasn't like, Ooh. it wasn't yeah. any of that nonsense. So, you was just messing with you. Yeah, so I, I was super embarrassed that my parents got called, but we went to the dance that afternoon. Like, right afterward, like, after the interaction, we stayed after. We had to talk to the teacher, and then we went to the dance. So it made the dance super awkward. Yeah. You know, like, oh, my God, this just happened, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So total buzz. Guarantee the buzz was, like, all about what just happened. Right. And, like, I... Was clearly staying away from him.
1: As you um, should. As
3: I should, because I was just so embarrassed. Like, he was going to get in trouble for it. I was going to get in trouble for it. Not that it was any of my responsibility, but no. I just, it sucked, Whatever. He came and asked me to dance. <gasps> and we danced to November Rain. No. Which is, like, eight minutes long.
1: Yes. And the most romantic song in 1994. Correct.
3: So we're dancing to November Rain, and I feel a warm spot no, on no, my leg. No, 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 yep. no. That day was also the first time I felt a boner. Poor kid also popped a boner on my
1: leg. Oh my gosh! So,
3: <gasps> like it was like minute three or did t- you call it? You had to have called it. You could. I dance was any so further. just. I was like, well, wait, wait, that's just warm that's so warm oh oh Oh. uh,
1: gosh you didn't have the ruler rule like why were you dancing so close together because i did
3: not go to the christian school (laughs) jesus did not need to be between us
1: (laughs) he apparently did apparently he did so you didn't have to have a boner
3: on you yeah then like had to go home and have an awkward oh, conversation with my parents oh my gosh
1: and you shouldn't have even fine. had to be involved the teacher saw it happen like why did you have to stay after because
3: he wanted to make sure I was like fine and he
1: was gonna like he wanted okay. my parents
3: to know and yeah. you know I think he was looking out for me obviously but I okay. was just mortified because mm. you know ugh.
1: Ugh. 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 ugh to
4: everything in the world uh-huh. to be a man on the wire
1: my friend John grew up in L.A. and is currently a marketing exec raising two kids, including a middle schooler. At a dance in seventh grade, he discovers something interesting about girls.
4: Oh, yeah. So there was an, there was another girl that, that I was never my girlfriend, but I had kind of the hots for. Her name was Coley Banger. <laughs> <laughs> I, she was in eighth grade and I was in seventh grade. And I asked her to go to the dance with me. It was it was kind of nerve wracking getting up to walk across the quad and ask. She said yes, but then gradually walked it back. Like I was like, okay, so my mom and I are coming in the station wagon to pick. It. She's like, no, we'll meet there. <laughs> and then uh, at the dance, you know, we, the slow song would come on and we'd dance. And I think maybe the third slow song that came in, she was like, kind of gave me the elbow. She said, "We don't have to." danced together at every slow song and started dancing with her ex-boyfriend
1: oh
4: yeah cold and, and it was cold-blooded and uh, <laughs> i was you know my ego was definitely hurt but then it worked out the the most popular girls were twins Susie and katie i started dancing with Susie and you know, I was, I was, I looked first of all, just for a mental check.
1: Please tell me, what are you wearing? How's your hair? I looked exactly
4: like Anthony Michael Hall in 16 Candles. No. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So the Oxford polo with the poofy blonde hair and the braces, uh, I thought I was mad sweet. I was really dorky. Um, but yeah, so Susie and I started dancing and I was dancing a lot, similar to Anthony Michael Hall in 16 Candles, doing the fast songs to, you know, whatever. And then whatever Depeche Mode song came on for the slow dance. And I was dancing with her. And I was very, uh, you know, embarrassed by how profusely I was sweating. Oh, no. Yeah. And so I apologized. And I'll never remember. It was the first time I ever heard this guttural noise come out of a girl. And she said, it's okay. (laughs) And I thought, wow, that's unusual. Why? I think she was kind of into it. Yeah, 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 I mean, her and her twin sister were, like, they were the top billing, uh, you know, top, top eighth grade girls, but they were very studious and had a conservative, you know, sort of upbringing, and so for her, yeah, I think this was her first time sort of being... Yeah. And Wait, that's...
1: like, were you dancing close to each oh, other? Oh, yeah.
4: Absolutely. Like,
1: was this like a bump and grind situation? No,
4: they didn't have that in the 80s, Abby. Oh. <laughs> they just... you, you guys
1: missed out.
4: No, we didn't. Because <laughs> what we would do is we would basically just uh, hug and dry hump. Yes. And then slowly oscillate in a circle.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, same, same, same. Same, same.
4: (laughs) There was just no R. Kelly or, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no freaking. (laughs) No. No. Um, mm -hmm.
1: John quickly learned more than he perhaps was ready for. Okay, now how did this fellatio? Oh. How did that happen at 13?
4: Well, there was all, you know, um, again, I'm mortified to say, but there were a number, again, because the females clearly always smarter, that tried to get into the circle by courting the popular boys. Oh, okay. And their MO was, I will do more and dirtier than the popular preppy girls.
1: Oh.
5: Yeah.
4: So there was, there was, there was one um gal who dated me and two of my other friends and she was like whatever she'll do i'll do more and um you know the the really sad part about growing up in la and i don't know if it's the case anymore but in the 80s like everything was sexy everything was super sexy
1: i mean the news... word sexy was like coined during
4: yeah. that time yeah so. i mean the news was sexy <laughs> like everything's ads are sexy prices is right is fucking sexy everything's uh-huh. fucking sexy That was yeah the first uh, Hummer yeah I ever got and uh, it it wasn't over fast enough it just did not did feel good no oh back to the sexy thing like I just I always felt pressured to say yes like even if I wasn't personally involved.
1: At 13, Carmelita enjoyed the attention her new body generated, but she also learns to listen to her gut instincts, what she wants and what she doesn't. How old were you when you got your woman body? I mean, it was full on at
5: 13. I remember at the end of sixth grade, I was finally like I could fit in the clothes at five. Seven, was it five seven nine? Five seven nine. Yes, yeah, that yeah. store at the mall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's where all the cool girls shop. Absolutely. And con- that and uh, the Casuals. Casuals. Mm-hmm. And then we had a merry go round. Oh, I'd never heard of that one. Yeah, we had a merry go round. I'm sure it was adorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was finally like at the end of sixth grade, like I could put on some of that stuff and not look completely ridiculous. Um, but you know, so I think it was like a size three, yeah, size <laughs> by the 8th grade i was a size 13 uh-huh i went from being like this like 12 year old little girl and then within the span of a year my measurements were 36 24
1: 40 yeah woman woman body woman body <laughs> i was covered
5: in stretch marks the back of my legs my hips because it was like one day i was a kid and then the next day right It was, like, out of control. Yeah,
1: less than two years and ten sizes.
5: (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of insane. And I can remember, like, I remember the first time I noticed a strange man. Like, I'd be, like, out with my parents. And I can remember the first time I noticed, like, a stranger looking at me. Mm. In a way
1: that, like, I knew, Mm -hmm. like... Mm.
5: Like, that dude's imagining my clothes
1: off. Mm -hmm. Carmelita and I are making disgusted faces. Yeah, and how
5: (laughs) jarring that was. Because it was like, I didn't see myself that way. Mm -hmm. And I I mean, I had always been a kid who was in a big hurry to grow up. Uh So (laughs) maybe maybe it should have been more traumatizing than it was, but. Like, but I do distinctly remember, like, that feeling of, like, oh, things are different now. Yeah, Like, this is not the same.
1: So what did you do with that 36, 24, 40 body? Like, did – I mean, I just feel like some kids – It's a mixture, but some kids are going to show it off a little bit because they're, like, into it and excited about it. And some kids are going to cover it and wear baggy stuff. Like, what – how did you handle it? I mean, I leaned into it. Yeah. I leaned into it. I
5: mean, you know, at that time – Short shorts, Daisy Dukes. Yep. Had made a comeback. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, you know, I go around my little short shorts. Well,
1: plus it's hot as hell
5: there, yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I was not afraid to show it off. But there was that, like, I mean, there was always that tension, right? Like, it was like you'd wear something with, like, a lower cut neckline or you'd wear something short. And then you'd have Mm -hmm. more attention than you were really looking for and attention from people that you weren't interested in. Yeah. And and the rumor mill. Yes. Oh, my God. The rumor mill in (laughs) high school was, I mean, it was awful. So I used to go, like, in high school, I would swing. The pendulum would swing in these two directions. Like, one day I would show up to school. School in a mini skirt and five inch heels. Mm -hmm. And then I would show up in huge baggy sweatpants and a Bob Marley t-shirt. Yeah. Like I would do that thing. But all the pregnant girls in high school showed up in sweatpants. So the rumors went around like two or three times Carmelita's pregnant. Yeah. Which for the record was not the case. (laughs) (laughs) But, But that was like the rumor. Yeah. Yeah, it was difficult. It was... Like the attention is kind of cool because, you know, n- there's nothing you want as a teenager more than to be grown up and to have people treat you like a grown up. And yeah and then at the same time, it was like, there were some scary situations and there were some creeps and like situations where you had to figure out how to get out of this situation because I, I don't. I don't want to deal with this.
1: Yeah. Do you have any advice for 13 year olds that want to get out of situations? Oh, man. You know <laughs> Or avoid them altogether, ideally. Yeah. I mean, when
5: possible. I you know, I got really good at it's really funny in adulthood, like sometimes when I would when I was in college, I went to college in like a small college town. And people would, like, see me down the street and they'd yell and they'd have to actually catch up with me and, like, tap me on the shoulder to get my attention. And they were like, dude, I was calling you, like, for three blocks. And, like, I don't turn around when people call to me. It's, like, something I learned. Right. Growing up in my hometown and kind of dealing with bullshit of all different types. <laughs> sometimes it was sexual harassment. Sometimes it was weird other stuff you know i gotta have like eyes forward you Mm -hmm. always look like you know where you're going yeah you look like you don't have time for it Mm -hmm. and you don't you don't engage unless you absolutely have to right ignore ignore you know and um you know sometimes it was a lot of times it was like learning to kind of read people's body language like Mm -hmm. some people they say oh hi and just go hey And, like, not rude, but not too friendly. Like,
1: Mm -hmm.
5: and, like, as I'm talking about this, like, I get, like, how fucked up that is. Yeah. That a 14-year-old has to figure out how to read other people's body language to tell how they should respond to. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, when they say, like, street smarts, that's what it is, right? Those are the smarts that you learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When my child walks the dog, I coach her like head up, chest up, shoulders back, eyes up, you know, like look like you know where you're going. Like you said, mm-hmm. be confident. Don't look away. Like if they're looking at you, look them in the eye. Like you know that they're looking at you. Mm-hmm. Don't engage, but... <laughs> no, absolutely. And I'll I'll tell you this too. There were a couple of times
5: that I can think of off the top of my head where something seemed more than just inconvenient or uncomfortable mm-hmm. or something seems like I got that feeling. Mm-hmm. If you have that gut feeling like, no, something really wrong could happen here. Run, dude. Yeah. Run. Yeah. I had Don't this, ignore it. No, don't ignore it. I had this, there was this guy in high school who like I had heard was kind of into me. I didn't know him very well. Like I knew some of his buddies, but like, it was like, not a good idea for a lot of reasons. I wasn't interested and there was like some weird social politics of people we knew in common. And I was just like, not, I'm not into it. He was a little older than me. And I remember this one time he and a carload of guys were driving and I was walking to meet my mom and he's like hanging out the window of the car and I can see all these guys in the car and he's hanging out the window of his car and he's like, Hey, I'm going to go drop them off. I'm coming back for you. And I just had this feeling in my stomach, like, you do not want to be here when this dude comes back. Yeah. Like, I just had that feeling, like, Mm -hmm. no, this isn't, this isn't cool. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't want this. I ran, as soon as they got out of my view, like, they turned a corner, I ran the rest of the way, because, like, I'm not going to be here when this dude comes back.
1: Right, right. Yeah. And you can tell the difference because I'm sure there were other guys that would drive by and be like, I'm coming back to get you. And you'd be like, cool. (laughs) Yeah. Or just like, you're just kind of, yeah, whatever. Right. right. Like
5: in this situation, I just had that feeling. And it's like, if you have a feeling that something is not right, Mm -hmm. if you have a feeling that something is not cool, that's not for nothing. Right. You're feeling that because it's not cool and it's not all right. And you don't, you don't have to stand there and yeah. take it.
1: Fuck politeness,
5: right? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I ran. And I don't run. You know I don't run. No, oh, no, no, no. Not for anything. I was not going to be there <laughs> when that car
4: came back.
1: I started talking to my educator friend, Katie, about raising kids. Kids who are comfortable with touch and who are also comfortable saying no. She's currently reading Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered by Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. So we start by talking about the most important lesson in that book, which is fuck politeness.
0: And what what did that chapter mean to you? What were your takeaways? Well, the writer spoke a lot about how, you know, the decisions that she made. She was feminist. She had all this foundation around feminism to say no but when it came down to it she couldn't she relied on the politeness factor and then i know you and i talked a lot about how there's adults who say i don't force my kids to hug people they don't want to hug and and i get it i understand that i totally see the reasoning behind that but then when you don't have kids you know hug adults and say, it's okay to hug grandparents, this is the kind of familial touch that you need, then you end up with people like me who are uncomfortable with touch. Because I just don't, I don't know how to do that affection. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, my my thought process has to be, okay, this is the time to hug my kids. This is the time to hug this person who's feeling pain. Mm -hmm. Because it's not a natural thing. Um, and I think that's what we're lacking. So we can't, I, I always hate when we go to the extreme of, I'm not going to force my kid or I'm going to force my kid. No, it's about a conversation. Like it's not just either, or it's that conversation that has to happen. So it is f- politeness. I'm never going to force my kid to hug a random stranger <laughs> or somebody at work or anybody like that. You know, I'm, I'm probably going to have them say hi and they can do it from, you know, 12 feet away. Mm-hmm. I, that's fine. Good running distance. Um, <laughs> But I, I just also think they have to have that conversation about, you know, we hug our, our grandparents and we hug our moms and dads because that's how we show each other through touch. Mm-hmm. But you never have to have anybody you don't know touch you, mm-hmm. ever. And if you're uncomfortable with grandma and grandpa touching you, I need you to come talk to me about that mm-hmm. because I want to talk through those feelings. Because we got to understand why. Because we can't just force them, we got to understand why that makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. And so, and even speaking for my son, there was another incident that this author spoke about how this person in a bar, this man in a bar, kept forcing this, let me buy you a shot, let me buy you a shot, and she kept saying no. She knew her limits. And so the dude, like, bought her a shot, and they were, like, continuing to coax her to take the shot, and she was fed up, so she just dumped it on the floor and left. Mm-hmm. Like, it's me teaching my son, too, that when they say no, whether it's a shot, whether it's a cookie, whether it's a phone number, that just means no. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they're being rude. It's that people have a right to say no. Right. And they have a right to protect themselves. Mm -hmm. Just like you do too. If a girl asks you to give for your phone number, you can say, I'm sorry, no. If she has to buy you a shot, you can say no. You're not being rude. You know, just both male and female. I just see the importance of both male and female. We have to teach both of them
1: how to respond. Set, Set your boundaries. Absolutely. And be able to communicate your boundaries and
0: respect other people's. Right. Yeah. And I don't think we've ever taught our kids that because it's always been about politeness. Mm -hmm. If a guy asks you out on a date, you need to say yes. No, I'm not attracted to him. But you need to say yes. I don't have to say yes. I'm not attracted to him. Or I enjoy being single. So it's... Yeah. I mean, that's why as
1: much as possible, when my kid asks why, like if I tell her to do something and she asks why, I try to actually give her a reason, you know? I think that everyone should be, un- they should be able to understand the reasons for why they do what they do and make as many choices as possible in those things. This is
0: just practice, you right. know? But we still, you know, and it, this happens in schooling when a kid is asked to do something and they, ask, and they t- ask the teacher, well, why? They get sent out of the classroom for being defiant. Yeah. Where... You know, when we talk about common core, that's what we're trying to pull out of the kid is a why.
1: Yeah, exactly. So the teacher
0: has to be prepared to answer that question. Yeah.
1: Like that is critical thinking skills. And that's what they want in the workforce. Right. They want to, and
0: once you get to the point where you explain why they have chores, they stop asking why. Right. Because it makes sense to them. Yeah. We are a family unit. You're going to do chores. Yeah. Now they might not agree
1: with the why, same as when you're at work. (laughs) You may not agree with the why but once you know, then you have to take action on it. Correct. I, I, I searching for a man. Here's one more weird ass note. Let's go to church Wednesday because I really want to get it on with someone. I'm really in the mood to kiss Sam. He's the best kisser in the world. Who knows, maybe Josh is better. Hey, do me a favor. If you talk to Sam, tell him I'm in the mood to get it on with him big time. And tell me what he says, even if he rejected me, okay? You may be confused by that last note, so let me clarify. We went to youth group on Wednesday nights and made out at church. I want to be. This period of adolescence was a fun and exciting time. And it was a confusing time. As our friends just described, people touched you in ways that you didn't ask for. People pursued you that you weren't interested in. And I'm not exempt from any of this weirdness. I'm sure I also made people feel uncomfortable. I mean, you can tell by the notes that at least on occasion, I was the aggressor, right? Yes, Abby, you absolutely were. I assume that the next generation growing up is just as horny and awkward as we were. But I think they're getting more information about sexuality and setting your own boundaries and actually listening to what other people want. Which means that they can practice these things earlier and be better partners in adulthood. Maybe? I hope so. I just want you to understand. This track is Mindframe by FrostClick.